Today on Press B to Cancel, the hunt for retro video games. What's it like for you? With Blitzbrom! Obligatory mouth noises. <laughs> noise, yeah, I noise, can't, I noise. Can't do, it. do I say something witty here? Talking his no his mouth noises. There you go, Jake. Anyway, <laughs> today we are joined by the incomparable Blitzbrom. How you doing today, sir? Doing fantabulous. And I'm hosting today, Werewolf. And we are also joined by GP today. How you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic. I am haunted by bidet noises. I'll say it that way. But otherwise, good. <laughs> Your own personal super <laughs> Nice. <laughs> you know what? I think we touched on that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's probably a few different ways people go about looking for retro video games. There's, you know, the good old-fashioned when we were kids going to the local second-hand game store before there was trade-ins at GameStop or... Before there was GameStop, in my case, uh, <laughs> there was the ads in the back of video game magazines. Do you guys remember those? Yes. So much of my collection as, as, a, as a youngster, not just for actual games, but even for oddities like little handheld systems or, uh, what was it, the, was it R-Zone? Do you guys remember R-Zone? It was like a headband with a, with a heads-up display. But yes. Anyway, Yes. I very much remember. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, that vaguely sounds familiar. Buying secondhand through a video game magazine ad was probably the second way I found retro games and purchased through that. The main way was a little local shop. It did it sort of did the trade thing much like GameStop, but it was it was much more value for the customer. And I feel bad because eventually the guy went out of business. But that's because he dealt in a lot more things than video games. He did like collectibles, gold, jewelry, all sorts of stuff. Heroin. But they, <laughs> but they were always swamped by kids in the front of the store coming in, trading their NES games, trading their Super Nintendo games, their Genesis games. For most NES games, it was literally you come in, you give them your NES game, get a different one for two bucks. Unless it was a more popular title or a rare title, in which case that ramped up. Well, for me, it was more like when I went to Hollywood Video, I know, you know oh, yeah. GP, you don't know what Hollywood Videos are. Uh, no, I absolutely <laughs> do know what No, I know exactly what that is. Uh, going through their, you know, their dump-ins of old games that they didn't want anymore. Oh, yeah. Blockbuster did that, you too. You know, something that's run its course, that they rented out a whole bunch, that they think that, okay, now we need to make room for the next new Nintendo 64 game or Super Nintendo game. Let's uh, put this one on the super cheap for like five bucks. Yeah, they Blockbuster did that too. I think I grabbed a couple from Blockbuster over the years. I actually got my Who Framed Roger Rabbit that way. It's uh, got the Blockbuster sticker on it. Yeah, yeah. I got a number of number of carts that have like <laughs> Blockbusters, Hastings, Dylans. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those, but uh, you know, yeah. Oh, so many good stories. I'm gonna come right out and say, chances are the most expensive. I, I okay. So I've got a few different stories to tell for my retro game hunts. Most of them from are from a, a while back. But first, I kind of want to touch on what's the market like in your area for retro games? Because personal experience for me is it was kind of Southern California is a desert normally, but it's also a desert for finding old video retro video games secondhand through stores there's like stores here and there but m many of them are way overpriced they're kind of scattered far and wide like they're you can't they're hard to find and then when i moved up here to the pacific northwest i found at least half a dozen within a half hour of where i live 
Oh yeah, there's a good good variety. I mean, because I think part of that for the Pacific Northwest was because Nintendo of America was based out in Redmond, so a lot of Nintendo product came through their warehouse. Yeah, I was at, I actually was thinking that same thing. Is just there's a lot of video game de- like video game supplier corporate headquarters up here and have been over the years to where I was like, okay, there's just a big presence of it here. Maybe the distribution was heavier here too. Well, that, and you also had, you know, Microsoft founded Xbox here. So that also helped. Yeah. I found it interesting, but that, that was also kind of my theory was just, you know, Microsoft is up here. Nintendo is up here. I think Sony's down in California and has been, but, um, and then Sega was, I want to say in Northern California, I think it was Redwood. So that's like nowhere near anywhere that I've lived. <laughs> the West Coast was the closest to Japan, you know, and they're the they were the leading video game developers. So they had a, you know, the the Western market for them was, or the well, no, for them it's Eastern market, right? Yeah, actually, was prime for them. But uh, I would definitely say, you know, it was. I usually had to drive half hour to forty minutes to get to one in Southern California. And then up here, I can probably reach three within 10 minutes. Pretty wild. What about you, GP? What's it like in your area? Well, I am, um, I'm in central Kansas. I think everybody knows that by now. But for as long as I've been collecting, I've moved around a lot. I've spent some time down in Austin, Texas. Um, But really, when I started collecting, I was living in Joplin, Missouri. Yes, that Joplin, Missouri. And it was cool there because the economy is kind of more poor. At least it was in the late 90s where I lived and all that kind of thing. So there were a lot of secondhand stores. And I mean like probably five or six that I would frequent. My favorite was, it's no longer in existence, but it was called The Book Barn. And they it was, it was a nerd curio shop. I think I've said that before in the arcade, but I like that thing. It's a nerd curio shop. But you could go and you could find anything from records to old, you know, action figures to, you know, video games. And one of my favorite finds of all time I had gotten from there, which was Metal Storm. And I still have the sticker on it. I got it for two ninety nine, back in like 90, 96. Of course, that card's worth about 100 now. And then I've got Ninja Gaiden, which gets a whole lot of play uh, from there as well. So after I kind of discovered the book barn, about two years later... It was co-owned by these two dudes who I guess had a falling out, so they split, and the book barn remained, but the other guy formed another place called Eccentrics, and he had just as much amazing stuff as the book barn guy did. So it was kind of <laughs> like when your parents divorce, and it sucks for a minute, but then you realize you get two Christmases. Love two Christmases. I don't know. I've, I've always been... Yes, I've always been kind of... I, I don't know. I feel like as a kid, I really honed my senses as to what kind of places would have things. Uh, and also, you know, when you come from a family like mine, we, we were very thrifty. We still are. And garage sales are my jam. The only issue between garage sales and the current market, which is, you know, people assume because it's retro, it's popular. So they want, you know, 25 bucks for the Mario and Duck Hunt, you know, cart. They either want way too much or it's, you know, like I said, a garage sale of somebody just trying to get rid of stuff. So it's, you know, two bucks for Mega Man 5, which is, you know, $70 game. So it's just like me driving on the highway. I'm the only one who really knows what's going on. Everybody else is too fast or too slow. And that is the current state of things (laughs) in my world with game hunting. I have experienced that sort of thing, but... That's one thing that's kind of bad nowadays is how readily available the internet is and how easy it is for someone to just check check how much it, how much are they selling this on eBay? Oh, well, I can sell it for that price uh, if they're selling it for that on eBay. It's like, well, you got someone here that's willing to offer you cash. You're not paying shipping and handling fees or you're not paying a commission fee to, to eBay at all. It's like you're not going to get that price for that game. Yeah, I... <laughs> I kind of relish whenever I'm haggling prices with somebody because I I forget the guy's name uh, or maybe I remember it, but I don't want to get sued. So I'm not going to say it. But the dude from Pawn Stars, 
I love hearing people say, like, I, I could let it go for 15, and I just think about it for a second, and I go, best I can do is seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's not the best I can do. It's worth its weight in gold. No, no, I'm sorry. I got to make a profit uh, off but, of you. But, you know, what you said is that's a great point because some people will look up, like, eBay and say, well, this is what they're selling it for. This is what I can get. But you also have some people who are in the know who adequately price their stuff, and then they can source where they got the price from other than eBay. Um, the, I, there's a, an app that I use called GameEye, G-A-M-E-Y-E. Not a sponsor. But they update daily prices for games across all different platforms and systems. And then, you know, you can keep your library. You can have a wish list. It'll ask you, do you have, like, the cart, the manual, the box? Is it sealed? Like, all these things. So I, you know, right now, if I wanted to, could pull up the value of my collection, the number of carts that I have for any given system, as well as the systems. And so if somebody can come to you and say, this is why I'm selling it, you know, as of this time on this day, this is the price makes everything a lot more streamlined. Yeah, I think I use VG price chart or something like that. That's generally what I use for reference. I'm really terrible. I just go up there and be like, <laughs> oh, I like that price. I'll take that one. You and your your high castle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you guys do your game hunts, but when I go looking for retro games, like I don't go looking for something super specific, but I've probably got a short list of like, 10 games that I'm I've always kind of got an eye out for and I know about what they're worth. I I have a general idea of the other stuff that I'd be interested in should I come across it. And then, you know, there is always my phone at hand if I don't know. But there's certain things that I used to look for like the power base converter for the Genesis that let you play Master System games in the Genesis. And honestly, I have no idea why I'd look for it because I had a Master System, so I don't know. I just wanted it to have it, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. And uh, I came across it at one point at a... Uh, I can't remember what the place was called, but the, the guy who owned it was an asshole. It was in Riverside, California. Oh, yeah, I know that story. I asked him... <laughs> There's like one. So, <laughs> I mean, if he's a listener, I guess he's not anymore. Yeah, but... well, no, it was a asshole... <laughs> It was asshole Gary's. I understand that. That was yeah. I'm tagging his Instagram right now for you. It's just like, hey, check out this podcast we're talking about. Asshole you. Gary's went under, uh, and it got replaced by another place called uh, Assholes, 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 which is a strip club. Now this is Riverside, California, because I know there's Riversides all over the place. So it's that one specifically. But uh, oh, never mind. I was thinking of Riverside, New Jersey. That was my bad. <laughs> Guy was a. And I went into a store, and I, I knew my stuff a lot better back then. This was probably 11 years ago now. I went in, I, lo I was looking for it, and I knew like I could get it online for 40 bucks, right? So I asked him, I was like, what's the price on that? And he goes, 55 So I nodded, and I went looking at other stuff, and I was like, man, that's more than I want to pay. And then, I don't know, I found some other game that I was a little bit excited about, and I asked about that, and again, he was like 20 over. I nodded, and I just kept looking. And he instantly knew that I was not happy with the prices. And he he got all shitty about it and started being like, if you don't like my prices, you can just leave. And I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. See ya. He's like, I know what these are worth. They're hard to find. I was like, not on eBay. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the great equalizer because that's brought up a couple different times now, eBay. Depending on what side of the transaction you're on, it is either of benefit or, you know, working against you to, to mention eBay. Because, yeah, you're right. As a buyer, you might be like, well, I could just go home and click the buy now, and it'll be here in a couple of days, and I'll be fine. But if you're selling it, you know, you're also like, God, I hope this person doesn't know about eBay. <laughs> now, I'll be honest. The excitement for me is finding it in person. I agree. Not going onto a website and clicking add to cart and get it in a few days in the mailbox. Yeah, exactly. So that it, there's definitely a loss of thrill of the hunt in that sense. But... Sometimes what you're looking for, you're probably not going to find locally anytime soon. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's fair. But I, let, let me let me pose this to you this way. Um, if you were to find somebody, let's say on uh, Facebook Marketplace. I use this quite a bit now. The Marketplace is on social media. And, uh, you know, the first thing you do, hello, how are you? Is this still available? Yes. Then immediately, even though it's via the Internet, my heart starts pumping. It's almost like when I was a kid. If I had a game I was looking for, I would call Hollywood Video, because I know what that is. 
and I'd be like, hey, do you have this game? And if they said yes, it was immediately like, well, I'm, I'm in seventh grade. I can't drive. You're on the other side of town. Can you hold it for me while I try to get somebody to get me out there? So anyway, I, I just that buy it now button. You're right. The thrill of the hunt is gone, but there is something to be said about all I have to do is click it and it is guaranteed to be mine. So there's a little bit of peace of mind there. Although I should mention, I have horrible anxiety about most things in life, and I, I'm starting to understand where that comes from, video game hunting. <laughs> like, the number of times I busted through the doors <laughs> at Hastings, I'm like, I'm GP, do you guys have my game? I called earlier. <laughs> I'm sure they're like, you are the most <laughs> dramatic fifth, fifth grader of all time, kiddo. And I'm like, huffing and puffing when you walk in the door. And, uh, do you guys have any Dragon Ball Z videotapes? <laughs> I was that guy. It, that doesn't matter. I take this box of dots too. <laughs> yeah, that was a brutal thing as a kid. That place I mentioned that was nearby to us that would do the game trades. I'd call him and I'd be like, "Do you have this game?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, we got one of them. Can you mm. hold it?" Nope. First come, first serve. Right. Shit. Yep. All right. They're twenty minutes away. I gotta see if mom or dad will take me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm hoping that they don't tr- they don't sell that to somebody else by the time I get there. There's like 50-50 chance whether they'd have it by the time I got there. <laughs> and the whole time you're driving there, you're thinking, okay, if I show up and they're like, oh, man, you're two minutes too late, is it okay if I ask them what the guy looked like who bought it? You <laughs> just going to jump him on the way? Which sounds like bananas level threatening, but it's really just I want to see if I can buy it off of him. But it's like, hey, yeah, what was this kid driving? What was his name? Did you get his driver's license? <laughs> well, the chances were a lot higher that it'd be there if it was a weekday. Like if it was a Tuesday or Wednesday and I called and they had it, if I got there 45 minutes later, chances are they'd still have it. Yeah. If it was a Saturday, if I wasn't there in 15 minutes, it was gone for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now for me, if it was Friday. You, If you called on Friday... Then there's nothing available for you on Friday. This is your Friday after school. You're calling up your buddies to come mm. over here and play. All the games are gone. And you spend a whole entire weekend fishing in Breath of Fire 3. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what my brother did. I went out and I rented the game. And then he and one of his friends took it over and fished wow. for the entire game. And I'm like, I just spent the $7 renting that. What are you guys doing? Let me play. What is this called? Fishing Simulator 3? Yes. <laughs> that's horrible breath of fishing breath of fishing yeah. yeah breath of fishing yeah guys i think we just stumbled upon a uh a new series that we need to to have somebody develop <laughs> you see him yelling really really hard all and get all dragon ball z like and then you throw your fishing rod <laughs> <out into> the <laughs> just 30 minutes of it <laughs> all the fish have crazy hair i like it guys this is perfect there's no downside <laughs> We got a game. Some of them glow. We got a game. Let's do it. Make it happen. <laughs> One of them turns into a giant animal. <laughs> right. Well, it would be a dinosaur, right? <laughs> Get some wishes. Yeah, you collect six. Uh, the, the fish balls are just like, you know, the fish eggs with stars in them. Yeah. This is brilliant. This is fucking great. It writes itself. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. This is great. Now, I will say this also. I feel like since the invention of the internet, when it comes to wheeling and dealing with games, people are dicks. Not all the time. I've had more encounters with kind, you know, people than with not. But, just like in real life, the ones who are jerks are the ones in your memory. I I have been sitting on this for too long. I need to therapize it out of my body, so I'm going to tell you all this story. All right. Uh, Right now, my NES collection sits at 298. I'm trying to collect. I've got a list of 644 games. I call it my quest for NES. I had come across a guy who was selling the original Donkey Kong. And he, he had it listed on the social media marketplace for 10 bucks. So I immediately messaged, is this available? Yes. Does it work? Yes. Is it a reproduction? What's that? Okay, that means no. Well, yeah. Can I swing by and, and pick it up this afternoon? Sure. So I go. I yeah, It's in the time of COVID. So he's like... Leave it under this plant on my front porch. Uh, The game, I'll hand it to you through the mail slot. It was very adorable. So I did that, and I get home, and he has blown up my my messages saying, you this game is worth a lot more than $10. I bet you knew that. So I'm like, okay, hold on. You're the one who set the price. (laughs) Yeah. If I tried to talk him out of something and talk him down, and he didn't know, yes. But again, that's part of haggling. 
But then again, you know, he set the price. And all I did was say, what do you want for it? He told me. I gave it to him. Yeah. And he, he had the balls to to come at me like that. And I'm like, oof, oof, report. <laughs> <laughs> the question here is, why did he wait until after you showed up, gave him the money, and yeah. then looked up the price of the game? Why didn't he look that up first? If I remember correctly, either another interested party or a friend of his saw the listing and said, this is worth quite a bit more. And then either they told him or he looked it up. But by then it was already in my hand. Transaction was done. I, you know, that, that's my thing is if you're not going to be aware of what you have and how much it's worth, you waive the right to complain about it if you sell it under under market. If you're selling something, you're, you sh- I, one would think you'd know what it's worth, especially if you're selling. Was it an individual listing or was it like just a huge list of games? He had, I think he had four different titles. And I had the other three. And that was the only one that was on my list that I needed to get. And uh, I think he had just a group pricing. I said, how much would you want for just Donkey Kong? And he's like, I don't know, 10 bucks. I'm like, yeah, great. I can make that happen. I'll be there in 20 minutes. So we did that. And then afterwards, he was like, oh, man, you suck. And all this stuff. I'm like, dude. So one thing with Facebook Marketplace as opposed to eBay is Mm -hmm. you can actually talk to the person and haggle a price. It's it's not like, oh, I'm going to set this price on eBay at this price and, and then people can bid on it or they can buy it now at this price. Whereas with Facebook Marketplace, you can be like, oh, hey, well, I'm interested in just this one or I'm interested in the whole thing. Will you take X instead of Y for the whole thing? And said, I might have felt a little bit of guilt if I had said, would you take this amount? But it wasn't that. It was, you name your price and I will, if it's acceptable to me, I'll pay it. If he had said 30 bucks, yeah. I'd be like, ah, I don't know, maybe we can go down a little bit. You know, best I can do is seven. But, but he uh, <laughs> he just came out like that was his opening thing was 10 bucks. I'm like, great, let's do it. Yeah, man, that's his loss, not yours. And that's the thing is typically I get over that stuff. You know, somebody who streams and has a bit of a, you know, uh, public interface on, on streaming platforms. I don't mind getting, you know, a hassled or heckled or whatever. But man, something about this kid that like that was months ago. That was probably late summer of last year, and that's how much it stuck with me. And so I'm glad we're talking about this because I needed to get that off my chest. Because <laughs> typically it's like I will take five seconds to listen to your point and then spend another five seconds completely forgetting you exist. But this kid, man, he did something, and it, it stuck with me. So that's that story. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you my, my bill. <laughs> Do you guys – yeah, right. Do you guys have uh, like negative uh, interactions like that? Okay, let me hear it. I have one. I mean, it wasn't, I kind of went in, there's this place out here, um, it was called Al's Music Videos and Games. Well, I found out that they had another location up in the university district near the UW campus. So I went out there with a friend of mine. I was sifting through the games. It was really dark and dungy in there, like that place, that building's been there forever, and the lighting in there was terrible, but they had all these showcases. You walk into a business, right? You assume that any every anything and everything in your business is for sale, right? I mean, if you own a, if if you wanted something that wasn't for sale, you'd keep it like say behind the counter, not out in a display case somewhere. Right. Sure. Yeah. I came across the holy one of the holy grails of video game carts for the NES. Shut up! Don't tell me a little Samson story. Dude. Wow, it was a little Samson. Oh. It was Little Samson, and I'm sitting here looking at it, just going, oh my god, I am not seeing what I'm seeing right now. This is not happening. And knowing that I wouldn't be able to afford it anyways, because I was like, I don't got $1,200 on me at the time, you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to buy this. I looked over at the guy, I was like, I have to ask you, what is the price of your Little Samson? Because there's no price on it. Yeah. And he goes, okay. not for sale. And I'm just, like, devastated. Like, I couldn't, you know, <laughs> oh, God, got my tax return. Fuck it. I'm going up there right now. I'm going to buy me this little Samson right now. I, can, I, you know, I just know I have to let it go. I can't ever go. I can go back there and stare at it and gawk over and let's shed a <laughs> tear or whatever and, and know that I can't purchase that ever. And it's just <laughs> devastating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is <laughs> that's devastating to that me. That is going to bingo night. And you are one space away from a... a a blackout, which is worth like all the money. And you see your next ball. The one thing that you need to be called is next on the screen. And somebody else calls bingo. You're there. 
you picture it, you know exactly what's going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. Somebody takes that from you, and then Grandma takes me to Dairy Queen, so I'll stop crying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I may have been a little too specific, but you guys get it. I, and I got to admit, Little Samson is like my most coveted cart in my list. After a certain dollar amount, I don't mind buying reproductions for my 644 quest, but I think Little Samson will be the one game I don't mind shelling $1,000 out for. I have a copy of it on a multi-cart. I absolutely love the game. I love the story behind it, why it's so rare, all of that. Just one of the, probably one of my top 20 NES games. And I don't think I would, I mean, I'm really even considering uh, letting, <laughs> I shouldn't say it like this, letting President Biden buy me one. You know, that stimulus money. <laughs> like, I, I had to have the conversation with my wife. We're not doing that. But I, I it was, it was, at, it was the top of my list. Well, I mean, that, that would be the entire payout right there. Apparently, that one's $1,400 right, yeah. loose right now. Yeah. It, right, yeah, exactly. It's funny, though, how that one is, like, it's $1,400 loose, but it's just shy of ten grand new. Oh, my God. So, for games that have sold for an incredibly high amount, being one of the rarer games, you'd think new that that one would skyrocket, but apparently the, the, high pri- the, the, the collectors with money are not paying for that one. Yeah kind of weird they're paying for a brand uh, a sticker sealed oh yeah that's super yeah. mario bros the, the name the brand recognition mm-hmm. that's true too right and they only that was limited release too they uh, those were demo copies oh, yeah. oh wow let me ask you guys this real quick because i know we were talking about part of the fun of it is is the hunt let's say you win like the lottery and you got 500 million dollars it's one of those nice big lotteries Whatever system you're collecting for, does it cheapen it if you just use a very small portion of the half a billion dollars that you have to go and just buy it outright? Like, to me, I would never do that. If if I knew all 644 games were waiting for me, not reproduction, even new in box, I don't think I would pull the trigger and do the buy it now. I think instead I would just travel the country hunting. Am I alone in that? Or would anybody just be like, no, I'm going to go and you know click buy it now? Oh no no no! If I if if we won like half a million dollars from the or half a half a billion dollars from the lottery, mm-hmm. and everything else is taken care of, like I have a lot of things I want to do that's like good with the money to help people and start a business and pay everybody well and all that stuff. But on the other side of things, like there's money that we would set aside for us to play with and have fun and travel and whatever. Sure. And since work would no longer be an issue, we would definitely, like, come summertime, <laughs> here's a brand new RV that's real nice. We're going to go see all sorts of shit, do cool shit with the family, have a great Road summer. Trip. We're also going to hit a whole lot of gaming stores, yeah. and I'm going to have a cargo bin just for those games I find over that summer. Yeah. <laughs> fire up the uh, fire up the Airstream. I tell you, though, it, you know, the, the Thriller Hut would still be there, but no price tag would stop me from anything. I mean, unless somebody is just, like, really being greedy, in which case I'm like, ah. Oh, no, no, no. I would still. But here's the thing. I would haggle. Even if I had that half billion and I lied, <laughs> I would go ahead and do the buy it now, put that in storage, and then go and do. Because why not? I got half a billion dollars, right? I can have two sets of NES games. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I would do. I, yeah, I'd buy it now, <laughs> put it in storage, insure the fuck out of it, get an Airstream, and just travel the country and i would still haggle oh yeah the haggling would still be there but um i mean if it's like five or ten dollars away from where i'm looking at or twenty dollars depending on what it is sure no problem but i mean if it's like outrageously overpriced this is the worst thing i've ever experienced (laughs) is when you're haggling with somebody and they're like uh it's gonna be you know 20 bucks you're like i'll give you 15 for it and they're like all right 15 bucks so then you put down a hundred dollar (laughs) bill No, no, no. I, I would make sure I'd go in with like a, a 10, a 20, and a 5 in my wallet. Uh-huh. And keep it all in different anything, pockets. And then anything bigger in like a back pocket. Sure. Tucked away so that it's like, it's not obvious. If I need to pull it out, I can. But mm. then try to haggle them, you know? Try to be like, this is all I got. Can you do it? When you go on, you, you get that little... <sighs> Here goes gas money. Yeah, right. And you slide that you slide that hundred on the table, and then you give them the guilt trip of like, all right, well, I'll make it a little cheaper for you. Well, the kids had a big breakfast. I'm sure they're okay till tomorrow. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I would never do that, Jeez. but I, I, I would do this where like if I took a certain amount of money in with me and I knew I wasn't going to go over a certain price for a certain thing, let's say I'd have like 
10 bucks in my left pocket, 15 in my right pocket, and 20 in my back pocket, that I would do. That way I don't reach in. If he says like 17 bucks, you know, I, I can kind of configure what I need out of that so it doesn't like, so I don't pull out more money and the guy's like, you're a dick. I, it, it's so stupid. I understand, but it's, yeah. <laughs> if you want to do repeat business, like that's my other thing. Nowadays, I hit up uh, here in Wichita, we've got a couple of different marketplaces, not marketplaces, uh, flea, flea markets and, and thrift shops. And I do repeat business with these guys. So I always, I always make sure to try to just have exact amounts of money or, you know, have a conversation with them beforehand and then be like, all right, well, let me go to the bank and get it. That way it's never, okay, well, we said 15, you know, can you break a 20? Because then he's like, well, why the fuck didn't we do 20? Anyway, it, it's like... <laughs> All the words just to say it's become a bit of, I don't want to say an art form because of how like pretentious that sounds, but it, it kind of is like, I love it. I, I can't get enough of it. And and I swear to God, if I could retire right now and be well off, all I would do is travel around looking for video games for like the next year. Thank you. That is all. <laughs> what is the most nefarious thing you guys ever did for uh, a video game purchase? Did you ever like, not that it's nefarious, but did you ever sell plasma for something or anything like that? Did you ever trade away something that belonged to somebody else so that you could get a game? <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't do that. No. I have friends who had that kind of thing happen to them, but I never did that. Okay. okay. I see you, Wolf. I think I understand what you're talking about, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to call you out on it. I'm not going to say bullshit, but go ahead, go, ahead and tell, go ahead and tell me that story. No, tell me that story. It's fine. Tell me who your uh, friends were. It's fine. Okay, so... <laughs> I've I've mentioned this guy before, uh, my friend Rob. Oh yeah, yeah. I've known him for oh my gosh, like twenty four years now. Holy shit! Anyway, apparently, about a year or two before I met him, he had lent his copy of Legend of Zelda for Super Nintendo to a buddy of his, and his buddy's brother took and sold that copy of Legend of Zelda so that he could buy some marijuana. <gasps> no. And I'm like, that's fucked up. That is insanely <laughs> fucked up. Oh man, no. <laughs> okay, I guess I do I guess I do have one. And it wasn't on purpose, right? So I borrowed my buddy's Final Fantasy three Super Nintendo cart, right? When I was living with my mom still, we ended up we were trying to purchase this house. My Stepdad bought a lot of cars when his mom died, and they were all out in front of the house. And the place we were renting it from was a, it was a trailer park. Didn't like the fact that there was all these cars out in front. Well, eventually we ended up getting kicked out of that trailer park, and we had to quickly take all the stuff that I had owned and put it into a storage unit. Well, I, moved, I ended up having to move in with my grandmother, and I never... Met, I never met him again. I, I lost his phone number because, you know, it was all written down on paper. It was all in storage. Years later, I come across the cart and I like, I think to myself, oh my God, I feel so bad, right? Because, you know, nowadays, oh my God, it's, it's a pretty expensive cart. And it's just, I don't, I don't know how, how I could, I don't, I don't know. I don't even remember his name. I don't remember his phone number. I don't remember where he lives. I, I just, I have no way of returning it to so him. So if you're out there listening, <laughs> mystery man. That's interesting. That's cool. What? No, I get that. Though. Blitz has a cart for you. It's it's got your name on it. Actually, it See, doesn't have his name on it. It's just a clean cart. But I was gonna say, did you write his name on the cart? That would be that would be the number one place to check Blitz. That's hilarious. No. That's hilarious. No. See, nothing. I never did that to anybody. Like, we moved a lot, and I was always I was always the kid who had a lot of games that people wanted to borrow instead of usually the one doing the borrowing. And I had a group of friends who I could trust pretty well, so I, I didn't mind lending them out. So nobody ever stole them, uh, except for one kid eventually, but that was he stole it differently than just borrowing it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I had stuff, like I had a game I lent to my cousins when I was a kid, and it just never found its way back to me. I had a game I lent to my stepbrother at one point, and then never got that back. No big deal. I haven't seen him since, but no big deal. <laughs> right. Um, so if you're out there listening, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my ex-girlfriends, I lent her my SNES with Zelda. Never got those back. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, I've, I've had things get borrowed from me and didn't get them back. But you've never you've never held on to something. I've else's. never done that yeah. to anybody. No, I think that happened with my brother though. I think he borrowed something from somebody. Oh, you know what? I have. Oh, see, this is I have this is the magic of the show. Oh, I found one. I found one. Okay, so I got it. I got it from uh, my story helped. <laughs> and I guess if they want it back, they're welcome to get it. They're welcome to bug me about it, and I'll send it back. But PS2 Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, okay. I was borrowing it for a while, and then I lent it to, like, because my brother and I are both friends with these people. So after a while, I was done with it, and my brother was like, well, I want to play it. So I just messaged them. I was like, hey, is it cool if he borrows it? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. So he borrowed it. And he never gave it back to them. Oh. And eventually he gave it back to me thinking it was mine. Oh. And I was like, are you sure it's not? I thought it was theirs. And he was like, no, they have a copy. So I guess maybe they bought a copy again after they never got their original one back. And I wound up with that one. I don't know. But I have a Shadow of the Colossus I never paid for. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom, any video game I got, she kept written down in a log. Right. Oh, and cool. she went out and she got this little number ticket gun. Right. And I had all those nifty clear plastic cases that said Nintendo on them. She would write down what number it was on, in her little notebook, uh, what game it was. And then she'd sticker that number on the cart and on the case. So whenever I loaned it out, she would take the note, be like, Jimmy has <laughs> <Nice>. rocking cats. <laughs> this date. So I never had a problem getting my games. Back. I should say not, man. That's awesome. That's legit too. Yeah, that's that's some good organizational skills. And I thought to have organizational skills like that when I was a kid, I'd probably have most of my game collection that I that went missing. <laughs> no, in in my head, your mom actually took the time to think: Would it be cost effective if I just you know made membership cards for everybody to come and check out games? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, see, the problem, though, is in that move, right, when everything got put into my storage unit, someone had forged my mother's signature and got into the no. storage unit. They, I had this one-of-a-kind Nintendo sign. It was it was steel. It was black. And it had the NES logo. And it had, uh, you know, back in the day, those little fibers that would change colors. That's exactly what you're talking about. Well, it had one of those little color wheels inside of it. And... It would change colors, and it would constantly, like, the Nintendo sign would light up, and it would basically write it out, and then it would circle it in the Nintendo oval. Uh, all that stuff, including the power cable to my old TV, all stolen. Oh, man. man. So I had, to start, I had to start back from square one. Wow. That sucks. That sign sounds like it's badass, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, like, heartbroken. <laughs> right? Oh, dude, you have no idea how devastated I was. What a... What a yes! Yeah. What a doubt! Now I'm all sad. <laughs> oh God! I want to say it was like four and a half feet long. Wow! Damn. It wasn't as tall, but it was it was a decent length. Kind of like one of those ones they'd have set up at the Nintendo kiosks in the mall or something, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It would. Except for this one was uh, handmade by uh, one of my my stepdad used to be a. Oh man! Used to work in the marina and they always had spare scrap metal and stuff and they some guy had made it oh so it was a one of a kind it's not like i could find it somewhere and and buy it and send it to you it's just that's the only one that's even more heartbreaking yeah yeah sorry i didn't mean to be a debbie downer or anything (laughs) that we're just telling stories (laughs) (laughs) i'm not laughing at that i'm sorry can i tell you guys the most fucked up story no 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 no. this is here this is a good story but it's it's fucked up Okay, so two Christmases ago, this is Christmas of 2017, or no, Christmas of 2018, uh, my family rents a cabin out in the Smoky Hills in Tennessee. Smoky Mountains, sorry, not Smoky Hills, Smoky Mountains. Uh, my wife and I, we decide to plot out a course on the way there, driving on the way back, to stop in a number of different towns and cities to go video game hunting and videotape it and make a little docu-series out of it. And I'm not going to say the city or the name of the place but I knew right away that this place was not kosher. Like, it was something was off about this place. They had, like, a, it was a messy place. Everything was just thrown everywhere. It looked like it was a remodeled skating rink that they just turned into a 
place that they can hold it and then sell stuff. Anyway, I found a game there, and it was Wrecking Crew. I didn't have it, so I, I was like, how much for this? And uh, he had said 20 bucks. I said, okay, well, I think I could probably do that. And he goes, or 10 bucks if you take off your shirt. And I said, what now? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> if you take off your shirt, I'll sell it to you for 10 bucks. And I didn't know what to say to the dude. I'm like, I, uh. so anyway, I got a good deal on Wrecking Crew. But uh, this is the first time I've told that story. <laughs> my wife and my kids were not in the store. They were in the car. <laughs> this is how sketchy the place looked. I told them, keep the car running, stay in the car, lock the doors. I'll be back in a minute. And, uh, yeah, so that's my, not nefarious. Again, it's mostly harmless. But uh, he had a gentle touch. I'm kidding about that. But the, 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 <laughs> the topless thing was real. I'm not going to ask because I think I know the answer. Have you guys ever had to do anything like that? That's that's a common thing, right? That's a, that's a normal thing to do. No. Mm, uh, no. no. Okay, well, At no. least twice. Okay, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> I, I know that uh, Wolf would put on Yoshi Yoshi outfits for games. <laughs> you would do. Don't tell me you wouldn't. Shh, uh, if you can find a Yoshi outfit that would fit me, I would do it immediately. Okay. Now, I'm on uh, social media marketplace right now. Let me type in Yoshi costume. <laughs> so, in some of my game hunting that I used to do before we moved up here, like I said, you know, there was a lot of places, like, if they were specifically for that, they were usually expensive as hell. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes you come across a gem at Goodwill, Salvation Army, DAV, stuff like that. Even those um, those old antique stores. You'd be surprised. Some people would get those in there. Did you guys ever watch that show Storage Wars? Mm-hmm. Very Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of the stores that the owner represented, it was called Bargain Hunters. I don't know that one. I don't remember their stores. I don't know. Well, <laughs> okay, so one of the owners in the show, one of the guys who would go and buy units, he owned a place called Bargain Hunters in Southern California. And I used to live not too far from this place. Well, in that shopping center with that store specifically, there's like four other thrift stores. So every once in a while, if we were feeling particularly, let's go look at thrift stores, you know, we'd go check that row of stores too. Because they didn't often have good stuff, but every once in a while we'd find something. Like I found a really cool, here's a tangent for you guys. I found this badass little wooden dog carving. It reminded both me and the wife of Oingo Boingo and for those of you who don't know, that's my favorite band of all time. I love Oingo Boingo. And on the bottom of it, it actually says who carved it and where. It's from like Oaxaca, Mexico. And this is super cool. So it was one of those cool finds you find at a thrift store. Anyway, in that line of thrift stores, there's like four of them. Some of them have games. So we'd go in there and I'd like, there was one of them that was so tiny it made the wife feel claustrophobic. So she couldn't go in there. She was like, uh uh, not doing it. But. I'd wander in there while she was looking at another one. They literally had their game collection sort of stacked right behind the front door. So you're right by the the register, but also facing away from it and just looking through stacks of games that you have to like pull out a stack and look at them because they're stacked on shelves with the names facing inwards. Oh, so God. I'd go through those and then I'd get to bargain hunters. And, you know, sometimes I'd find a game that was like five bucks when it should be 15. Mm -hmm. Cool. Go to bargain hunters. And I found... I want to say it was like Super Mario Kart or something. And it was literally a loose copy. And they had it for at least twice the going price of the game. Mm. And that was pretty much standard for all the games they had. They were all so ridiculously overpriced, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I wouldn't even call that a thrift store at that yeah. point. I was like, how do you call yourself a thrift store? How do you call yourself bargain hunters? How are you making money? Well, you have to hunt for the bargain. That's the thing. <laughs> I guess. I was just, I couldn't, I was so surprised. I was, I was blown away. I was like, I don't understand how this store is making money and it's still in business, but I guess it is. Yeah. A buddy of mine, we were at a Goodwill up in, um, I think we were up in Ballard, somewhere around there. He came across a PS2 Slim. I was like, sweet, nice, fine. It had everything. It had the, all the plugs, had the power and he goes and he opens it, you know, to take a look at the eye and everything. And sure enough, what's in there? Final Fantasy X. Oh, snap. <laughs> nice. So he got himself a PS2 for five bucks and 
Final Fantasy Ten for free. <laughs> That's something I did up here actually. So I, I've I've had some pretty good luck with Goodwills based on the location, of course. But there was a Goodwill I used to live near in California that I found, and I know it's not the best Metroid game out there, but the one for re- Other M. I think I got that one for like six bucks, and it was in like new condition. I got Zelda. What's the Sky one? Skyward Sword, yeah. I got that one for $7, like new condition. There was a, that Goodwill had some really good bargains on games from time to time, so I'd grab those. Mm-hmm. And up here, shortly after we moved up here, I went and checked out a Goodwill and came across, just happened upon a PS3. Wow. No idea if it, w- if it worked. It was marked at 12 bucks, And... We had a coupon for like twenty percent off the whole purchase. So it, after that, it was even cheaper. It was like nine and change, right? So I was she, the wife was like, you know what? For that, if it doesn't work, no big loss. Right. Get it? Yeah. So we grabbed it, took it home. Works like a charm, like oh. no issues whatsoever. I was so happy. A PS3 for nine bucks with, with a, a coupon. I'm yeah. <laughs> sorry. The, the Q, that's what's killing me with that story. I love it. That's the best. <laughs> Xander got himself a brand new PS3. What are you talking about? I got me a new PS3. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I figured you already had one. No, I never got a PS3. I, I skipped that. I went to 360 for that generation. So That's hilarious. I love that. I love that story. So then, then the chore was like, okay, now I got to find 3D Dot Game Heroes because that's the one game that I was like, I have to play this game and never got the chance. I think I ended, I ended up finding it for like twenty five bucks. No, little big planet. Oh, little big planet was fun. We have one of those for the PS four. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't super worried about that. Katamari Damaji? Uh, I have the second one for PS two. I think I have We Heart Katamari. I have the PSP one. I can't remember what that one's called. And then I have one for three sixty. Beautiful Katamari. So I, they're just all over the place for that. Let, let me <laughs> let me ask you guys this real quick. If we can, I wanna I wanna make sure to ask. Do you have any finds that were just really special? Like I, I, the coupon story for the PS3, I love. But was that your best like <laughs> find, where it was just this kind of happenstance? They they must not know what they have, or you know, it was an estate sale that was you know underpriced. Do you guys have any just really truly great stories? Hmm. While you think of it, <laughs> can I tell mine? Go for it. I feel I I feel guilty because that setup made it sound like I was interested in what you guys had to say, and I am. But also, kind of, I just wanted to tell you the story. Uh, okay, it's a segue, right? That's what it, that's what they call that. It was a horribly failed segue, masked, masked as as, <laughs> as interest. But I promise you, I do want to. I know thought the story. it was effective until you you know threw the you removed the cat from the bag. Oh, okay, well then I just shot myself in the foot. So here's the great great story: <laughs> two different transactions for Final Fantasy one complete in box, crispy. Final Fantasy two sealed. And Final Fantasy III Complete in Box. So, uh, social media marketplace. My wife and I just got done garage sailing, uh, looking for games and Nerf, because I got this whole thing I do with Nerf. Doesn't matter. This dude has Final Fantasy II, uh, you know, still in plastic, and Final Fantasy III Complete in Box, but missing the map. and uh, Or no, missing the, the manual. So I messaged him. Because it said, you know, he had a bunch of games that said, you know, like price was one, two, three, four, you know, ask for prices. So I said, well, how much do you want for Final Fantasies 2 and 3? Now, I already own the carts, but I don't have the, the accoutrement, the stuff that goes with it. So he goes, uh, probably 100 bucks. So I'm like, for, for one of them or for both of them? He's like, I, I can let both of those go for 100 bucks. So I said, where would you like to meet? Uh, I, can, I can go there right now. I can go to there. And so he told me, you know, this gas station in the middle part of town. And I met up with him, and sure enough, and I'm staring at it right now, and we uh, I just sent some pictures for social media posting. Final Fantasy 2 and 3, complete in box, one of them sealed for a total of 100 bucks. Now, the sealed Final Fantasy 2 is uh, several hundred dollars, and the complete in box Final Fantasy 3 is, you know, 150 or whatever. So that was probably the biggest steal of a deal I ever got. The other one I want to mention, Final Fantasy 1, I'd gotten again on Marketplace, and there's a town like two hours south of where I'm at in northern Oklahoma. And it was Final Fantasy I, complete in box. Uh, it wasn't sealed, but they took everything out and showed the picture. Everything was still shiny, pristine, crispy. The box had like no foxing or anything around the edges. 
So I said, well, how, how much? Because uh, they had 20 bucks listed for it. And I'm like, that's probably just a price they threw up there. And the lady goes, no, it's 20 bucks. So I said, great, please hold it. I'm on my way. So I get there and I knock on the door. The lady opens, shows me the box. I look inside. Everything is there. Everything is perfect. Everything is beautiful. And it is still to this date the cleanest box that I own that is not wrapped in cellophane. And I gave her 20 bucks and I said, out of curiosity, why are you getting rid of this? And she goes, well, my husband is a, um, a trash man. You know, the guys who go around and collect your, your trash once a week or whatever. And he, um, he found it sitting on the top of somebody's garbage. No way. Yes. And that is, that is hand to God, the absolute truth. And I, I don't know if she could tell the shock on my face. Uh, but I, and that was one of those things where I almost said, which house did he pick up the trash from? Because maybe they have more awesome stuff, but it was just, it was sitting on the top (laughs) of the trash. They didn't have a need for it. He said, it looked like a clean game. They were going to try to sell it. And that is how I got Final Fantasies one, two, and three complete in box in good condition, great condition. Oh, that poor person who just probably was like walking out to their car with it, leaving that house or something and left it on the trash can when they were talking or something. Now, see, I doubt that. What I prefer to think, okay, is somebody was throwing it out as part of what would eventually become like an estate sale. Somebody passed or something happened, and they said, this is whatever this is. No one knows. No one cares. It looks old. Let's just get rid of it. Nobody wants this. The games nowadays look so much better than this. It's trash. And then the rest is history, and it ended up in a good home. So I, that, That's probably that true. That could be. But yeah, top of the trash can. Made me so happy. It was a good day. Wow. I got one, but it was a complete and utter disappointment. Oh, okay, I'm intrigued. <laughs> So my favorite Genesis game is Toe Jam and Earl, and still to this day I'm looking for it. And I have uh, a couple other places that had it, but by the time I got there, they sold it. Oh no! So a friend of mine, he goes, "Hey man, he 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 always goes yard selling. He's constantly yard selling every weekend when the yard sales are going." He's like, "Hey man, what was that game you're looking for?" I was looking. I was like, "I'm looking for Toe Jam and Earl." He goes, "Oh well, I have it right here." I was like, "Really? No way." At a yard sale? He's like, yeah. I was like, dude, I'll pay you whatever the going price is for it, full price. Because that's how bad I wanted it. He's like, yeah, sure. He goes, it's 40 bucks. I'm like, what? No way. So he finally, I'm waiting, and finally he comes to my house to give me the the game, and I slap $40 into his hand, and, and he hands me a com- complete in-box to Jam and Earl 2. <laughs> Panic on Funkatron. Uh, a panic on Funkatron, and I'm like, no. This is not what we talked about. No. I was so just devastated. But I was like, hey, you know what? I got a completed box, Toe Jam and Earl, Panic on Funkatron. I'll take oh, it. Oh, man. That is, that's like when you ask your mom because she's going to the store, and that says, do you want anything? And you're like, could you pick up some root beer? And she goes, sure. And then she comes home with diet root beer. And then your grandma takes you to Dairy Queen so you'll stop crying. <laughs> I miss my grandma. I would turn that. I take that diet root beer and turn it into a root beer float. Throw just a whole bunch of fucking ice cream in and make when, it sugary. Now, yeah. now, Blitz, I gotta ask, when did this happen? This toe jam and roll thing? Oh, this was this had to have been like ten years ago. Okay, so you you said you're still looking for toe jam and roll. I'm still looking for toe jam and roll. Yeah. Now I feel bad because I sold mine last year. And I think it was complete. Oh, bummer. Like I was literally the first and only owner of that game until I sold it. What's the full name of the Toe Jam and Earl one that you want? Toe Jam and Earl. Okay, so the the third one was back in the whatever, and then... Back in the groove. Back in the groove, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sitting here thinking, I I think I might actually have Toe Jam and Earl, but I'm not sure which one. It's probably Funkatron, but that's okay. Yeah, Toe Jam and Earl is a lot harder to find. I'll keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye out. Just you never know what you're gonna find. So that's good. I'm glad I know that. <laughs> that sucks. I don't know why it was just it, so fun. The two little aliens collecting presents, eating food, and jumping into a, their own version of the Tartars. That is definitely one of my favorite Genesis games out there. But I have it on Steam now, so I was like, ah, I can get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Complete disregard for other people's needs, dude. <laughs> Yeah, how dare you? So probably, I don't know that I can top the PS3 for 
$9 after a coupon. With the coupon. Uh... <laughs> that coupon was like icing on the cake. I did get Ninja Gaiden at a garage sale for a quarter. Okay, 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 okay. No, it's fine. And that was, I don't know, some six years ago now. Otherwise, I did happen upon a second Sega Saturn at one point. Cause... So I had a Sega Saturn. I don't know if you guys remember that electronics store, The Good Guys. Yeah, I remember Good like, Guys. I bought it at the tail end of them still being around. Because apparently once once the 32-bit video game market hit, it kind of wiped them out for some reason. They were being forced to sell their stock of Sega stuff. Otherwise, Sony was like, "Okay, we aren't going to sell you anything if you don't if you don't stop selling Sega Saturn." So they were like, "All right." So we got a like super deep discount on that, but we ended up getting the warranty on it for like two three years. Ended up needing it because the the motor or something just died on my Saturn that quick. So we took it back, got it fixed. I got it back a couple weeks later. A couple years after that, I was like, "Well, I've already had the motor die on my Saturn once." I'm keeping an eye out for a second Saturn. Went to my friend's house at uh, one weekend. She was being kind of an ass, so I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. Fuck this. Just went a- went for a rock or- walk around the block, and in doing so, happened upon a garage sale. So I was like, all right. Um, looking through, I was like, you got any game stuff? And he pointed me to it. And I was like, you have a Saturn? How much? <laughs> I was like, I can do 20 bucks on that. <laughs> I got 20 bucks. Whipped out my wallet, gave him the twenty I had on me. Walked away with a Saturn and extra controller. <laughs> Do you accept coupons, he was, sir? <laughs> he was like, "I don't have the cords or anything." I was like, "That's fine, I do." <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's great. <laughs> I like that story. That's probably the most interesting garage sale game find I've had. So I went over to Yakima, um, which is in Eastern Washington. Yakima is this little tiny desert town. I guess I wouldn't say tiny anymore. And while we're out there, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to find a retro game store. Just to, just to see, you know, hey, it's out in the middle of nowhere. There's pro- they probably got games for days and no one looking to buy it because it's all full of, you know, uh, over-the-hill uh, aged people. I mean, is that the, is that the correct <laughs> way to say <laughs> that without being an asshole? Wow. Wow, bless. <laughs> People of a non-gaming so, uh, age. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So there we go. Thank you very much. Uh, so I'm over there, and I'm like, I'm probably going to find these. I only found one store on Google Maps. And I'm like, crap. Maybe it's not going to be as good as I thought it was. And as soon as I walk in there, I'm seeing some one-of-a-kind things, like some blankets I've never seen before, huge wall scrolls of, like, Super Mario Brothers 2. This and you know, just awesome all around. And I'm looking, I was like, I've always wanted to get a Sega Master System. I look at it, I'm like, oh, my God. No way. I mean, they, they had it listed... For like 250 bucks for one that was in rough condition, they had another one listed for 350 bucks for that was had two controllers and a game. And I'm like, no way, I'm not paying that. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> high. That's super high. I figured maybe, and they had like four of them. I just I was completely just blown away. Like everything in there was like double the price that you'd find it in the city. Okay, you know what? I I do have a better purchase, but. That's because of who I purchased from. I got my Sega Master System, controller, light gun, and I want to say 19 games, maybe 20 games, for 80 bucks. Nice. Now, that's because it was my cousin's growing up, and he he doesn't game all that much. So at one point, I was like, do you play your Master System? He goes, no. I was like, you want 80 bucks for all your Master System stuff? He's like, all right, sure. (laughs) <laughs> oh, but you hate that though. You hate it when somebody says yes to your first offer. Never mind. We'll we'll edit that out too. That's a great story. But, <laughs> but I was I was I was happy with that, and he didn't feel screwed or anything. Sure. And I mean, he knows I he knows I'm into games, so I, it was like kind of like, well, I don't do anything with it. I'm not going to go through the hassle of selling it. So if you're offering me money, sure, you yeah, know, sure. It's kind of how it was. Well, my mother and father-in-law that they had it in television at some point. And I was over there. I was like, you, he was a gamer. He has every Nintendo power still. Wow. 
And I'm trying to snag those from him because they're in a really bad spot and eventually water's going to get to them. And I'm trying to get those over here to my house. They found up in their attic one of those NES Advantage controllers, complete in box. Holy crap. Wow. And it's sitting behind, it's sitting behind me on, on my shelf. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? You've got to have Nintendo games or Super Nintendo games somewhere if you have this sitting here. And they couldn't find them anywhere. But they did find a suitcase. And inside this little suitcase, it was a case designed for the Atari 2600. So I have Atari 2600 and probably a slew, like probably like 20 games in this nice little suitcase. Hmm. The funny thing is that when you were telling us that story about you going to Yakima in the middle of nowhere kind of and checking out that game store, I think you're going to have a similar experience to me where in Southern California, at one point we lived in Barstow. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with Barstow, it's pretty much the bathroom stop for most people from Southern California headed to Vegas or back. <laughs> so it's a little rest stop and janky yeah, coffee Yeah, it's stand. like that's that's where people stop and take a leak and grab McDonald's while they still got half their drive left to get to Vegas, you know. Let their dog go poo. Yeah. So we moved out there at one point and I was like, "Oh man, there's nothing out here." I even said that a month before we moved there. I was like, "Man, I don't know if I could live out here. There's nothing." That was the the wife's first time going to Vegas when I said that. Month later, she got offered a promotion with the contingent that it was in Barstow. <laughs> so she was like, I have to talk to my husband because of a recent conversation we had. Yeah, when we were out there, we actually found a little game place, right? I was kind of surprised. And the prices there were not only fair, but often good. Hmm. I was I was quite impressed. So I, I, I thought you were going to say something like that. No, I was, uh, that's what I thought I was. When I was. That's what I was actually expecting when I walked in there. Because that's been my experience. The more middle of nowhere they are, generally the prices are better. And I'm guessing it has something to do with the rent price at that point. But Yeah, I was sticker shocked. I think the worst priced one I ever saw was a secondhand video game shop within about a mile of the beach. All oh, their prices were horrendous. But uh, with that, I think think do you guys have any other interesting stuff to say about this or oh, dude i got hours kinda... hours and hours of this stuff i mean that we could make this another ongoing series like adventures in hunting i have to ask hey i'm down to come back and talk about this anytime. did you ever assemble a a finalized uh quest for nes movie that you were talking about doing well it wasn't did you leave like it at the trailer a movie no 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 uh yeah because my wife did that incredibly epic thing and it was nowhere near as as epic as that no i think uh there's two or three episodes of it that were pretty much all-encompassing yeah it's on youtube i'll have to go and see shit because <laughs> i think there's footage of me buying not buying but coming out of the store with the wrecking crew game which means i just put my shirt back on <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and look, but yeah, it, it might be there on, on YouTube. I'll, I'll double check it. I'll have to it. check those out. I, I didn't know you had those. I'll have to, I'll have to check those oh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're out there. I All I ever knew was the trailer, and I was like, is there actually going to be something with this? I guess so, and I just didn't know about it. We put those out like like a month later after I got done editing. Oh, I really missed that. <laughs> Two months, three months later, I was like, man, he's still playing this trailer. Where's the videos? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I debuted the videos on Twitch. I don't know. It was a couple years ago. But so yeah, they're out there. They're out there. Okay. Oh uh, no, he's a he's a real estate mogul. Now, I don't so. say mogul, you know. I you know, <laughs> other people might say that history. You know, history will tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this is a lot of fun. This is a great episode. Yeah, this has been fun to talk about. Thank you, Blitz, for being here. Oh yeah, I had a blast. You want to plug yourself? Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash blitzbrom on Instagram at blitzbrom and on Twitter at 12fanTheMan because I'm a huge Seahawks buff, so I just nice. I couldn't change that. <laughs> and that's uh, blitzbrom, B-L-I-T-Z-B-R-O-M, correct? Correct. Awesome. And GP, where can the people find you? No, you can find me on Twitch at the Retro Therapy, and uh, yeah, we're also on most of the social medias that way as well, Instagram, Twitter. And then uh, YouTube, if you want to find any of those videos. They're great videos, by the way. You should really check them out. That's very kind of you. <laughs> and I have been the host of this episode, though that's uh, putting a lot of oomph into what I did. 
<laughs> Werewolf. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F, or just search it on Google and tell Google you meant it. Yeah, I like that. Also, uh, <laughs> if you're out there and, and you're enjoying what you're hearing or if you've been a part of Press B to Cancel for a while, you should know we're doing Patreon stuff now. Some special content is there. And then always uh, look us up on Discord as well. Join the Discord. We have a lot of ongoing conversations uh, regarding various things that we've uh, we've talked about. And to that end, if you would like to join our Discord, go ahead and find our new episode discussions every week. And I want to hear uh, about some of your guys' hunting missions, as it were, for, for retro games. Tell me your best find or your worst. I'm just interested in stories. Yeah, I'm always excited on Friday when I see just the chat light up and I'm like, ooh, conversation about stuff. And I get to jump in and chat. Just say it. I get excited. About no, I'm 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 with you. Oh. I'm with you. I woke up today and um, it was it was like 85 plus new messages from when I had last checked, which was like the week before. <laughs> so I had I had a good amount of reading this morning. Yeah, I get up and I see all these like new lines of text when I wake up, and I'm like, my eyes don't even work yet. I'm not gonna be able to read these before coffee. <laughs> I hit stop recording now. Oh yeah, I guess we should do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Five dollars? Get out of here. Special thanks for music. Go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. For more episodes, please visit our website at pressbtocancel.com. And also, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, and check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon. As always, thank you. This has been... Press B to cancel. Thank you.